Hello and welcome to episode three of the Weekly Freestyle with myself, Tom Dean, and my co-host, Alex Sutton. And we've got a very, very special episode today. We're doing a Commonwealth Games special coming to you live from the Commonwealth Games Athlete Village, where I'm based uh, three days out from competition. Uh, and we're going to be talking about all things Commonwealth Games, really exciting home games, uh, first one and probably only one in my career. Uh, and it's going to be a really, really special week. And we're going to be talking about everything to do with it. And I hand over to Alex for a little bit of a summary about some of the topics we'll be chatting about today. Yeah, Tom, I'm really excited for this one. Um, as you say, you've, I guess you've moved from the holding camp now. So you're, you've gone from Loughborough to Birmingham. So yeah, as, as you've mentioned, we've got a lot of Commonwealth Games themes running through this one. We've got also our first listener questions, um, whether that's from the email or Instagram. And I think we've also got a few, a couple of world-class athletes um, that you've managed to secure um, a few, a few answers from, from from some from some of our questions. So I'm really excited for that. As always, drop us a follow on our Instagram page, uh, the Weekly Freestyle, and uh, yeah, please do email us as well if you want at theweeklyfreestyle at outlook.com. So yeah, I guess that's the admin over. So yeah, Tom, how's how is camp looking? I mean, I saw you were you had your kit drop and. And how was, how was bubble life? Yes, sir. So um, we had that holding camp in Loughborough, which is where I recorded the last episode from, which was good. They, they called it an immersion camp. Um, so we just continuing with our taper at that point, really. So we're still doing our taper sessions, but we're here with the whole team. We have team meetings. We had a, we had a team um, uh, kind of get to know everyone and, and the coaches give talks. And we, had, we actually had to do um, initiations, um, team initiations. Oh, so it's your first team you've got to do an initiation but they, they they're kept pretty tame um luckily so uh it's my first comedy so i had to obviously do an initiation along with um <clears throat> i don't know probably about 20 other people i'd say i think four four or five groups of five mm-hmm. and it's essentially a talent show um and you had Love to this. in your group you literally had like 20 minutes think of something what you can do perform in the talent show and then there's obviously a winner and a loser um and you know some people did a song or a dance we actually did impressions of the coaches which can be a little bit <laughs> questionable so sometimes yeah it can be a little bit questionable but it was all very wholesome and you know uh, well-intentioned um kind of erring on the side of taking the mic a little bit but uh we did mel we did grant we did um who's the other coach we did um as in mel marshall but who's, who's a head coach grant robbins who's like the team leader um, we did one. Oh, we did Diane as well, um, who's team manager, and then I did my coach Dave McNulty, who's got a very strong Geordie accent, um, which I think I I've kind of like down a little that. bit. Do you, do you fancy yeah. dropping us a little line of it? Well, I think I just opened up and I was saying, um, I was like, oh, um, I'm David McNulty from the Bath National Centre, <laughs> and I used to get my raves all the time, and I like a bit of threshold, all that kind of stuff. Um, it sounds like so, you're on Geordie Shore. Yeah, mate, yeah, that's just what I try and think about trying to visit that. But that's literally how he speaks, though. So, um, surely, he was just like, why I champion, champion, surely you dropped so, a, a get up there, get up there. Yeah, that's literally one of his one of his uh, <laughs> well known phrases. But, um, no, mate, it was good fun, and um, yeah, so that's the kind of thing you just do in these in these holding camps, these immersion camps. Everyone gets to know each other, um, it's para, um athletes and uh, able-bodied athletes all in one so everyone just kind of hangs out with everyone it's really good fun and um you know uh you eat together you train together you get to know everyone and then we moved through to the village uh on monday which was yesterday yeah so we had to go through the 
we get to go to the welcome centre in the NEC and sit there for about three hours while we did all the COVID testing and Easy. everyone got through clean PCRs and stuff like that. And then we got to the um, Athlete Village, which is actually uh, the University of Birmingham student accommodation. So I'm sat here in a first year's flat. You know, it some looks nice. flat. Uh, <laughs> it's very basic. Honestly, I was saying, it feels like I'm back and uh, I'm doing like Freshers Week of Uni all over again. Um, but with a slightly different emphasis on, on what we're doing this I'd week. Say, so I'd say you should give us, give us a room tour, but there's, by the looks of things, there's not really much to, to show us. Well, yeah, well, about a two metre by three metre room tour. Um, nice little single bed stuck in the corner. Um, but like, it's all right, like it's, it's, it's a good laugh. Yeah, yeah, that's, that is a questionable colour that they've gone for. But um, it's me, Jimmy, Jimmy Guy, Adam PT, Jamie Ingram, Lewis Burris and Ben Proud all in one flat together. Um, so it's a good nice laugh, mate. And, and we all go over to the, uh, the, the, like, the canteen, the food hall together. And then we kind of head to the, the pool. We're actually heading to the competition pool tonight uh, for our first taste at um, what the Sandwell Aquatic Centre is going to be like. That, so it's exciting. That's a new um, one, isn't it? It's a new pool. It's a new built pool specifically okay. for the Commonwealth Games. I've wow. heard that it's quite a compact arena acoustics-wise, which is really good. Because like I've heard that the acoustics are going to be pretty exciting, um, especially you know when they're getting behind Team England and stuff like that. So, um, mate, I'm 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 really looking forward to it. I'm really really excited. Um, and you know we're what T minus three three four days now, so uh, getting now. there. Getting yeah. There, yeah. And how was how was the kit drop? Because I feel as though that's a that's a big moment for for anyone in, in terms of the. I know it's your first Commonwealth team, just getting all that yeah, kit. Yeah, it is. It's always really exciting, and they they do a full kit out in Loughborough, um, which which is which is really cool. So they um they size you up. They have like a personal shopper who helps you with all the sizing. We've got a presentation kit. Um, so I'll be able to show you this presentation jacket here. Ooh, so that is nice. Like, it's kind of the white with the gold Team England emblem, um, Team England down the front. Nice gold tinge to it. It's it's nice. And you know what? I've got British swimming kit coming out my ears. Because I do so many British swimming teams. You have Euros and World you do, so you have British swimming kit. But then when you do a, a multi-sport event like an Olympics or a, or a um, Commonwealth Games where you have like your part of Team GB or Team England, it's completely different and it's, it just makes it a bit more special. Um, so we have uh, it's some good kit to be honest, mate. It's it's cookery. It's well designed and it fits well and stuff. Uh, so um, I'll definitely be uh, hang, hanging on to quite a lot of it. And is is everyone get, wearing the same kit as as you say? Is it pretty much kit? Yeah, out? so exactly all, the same stuff. All sports within Team England will have exactly the same kit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think I don't know whether it's just swimming or whether all other sports we have a kit rotor, so we have to be wearing you know the burgundy today. Have to get we'll it. having to wear oh, nice. Yeah, this kind of like the white with the lion on it another day and stuff like that. So uh, it varies day to day, but it's good stuff to be honest, mate. Yeah, it's good uh, stuff. But in terms of what you're wearing in the water, though, Cookery aren't doing your your swimwear, no, are they? That's that's a no, speedo job, isn't it? It is speedo, and I uh, I've got a suit here actually that I can show you. Um, so I'm just getting a race suit out now and it's um, completely so red top to bottom yeah, nice. speedo logo on the front and then the Team England uh, kind of on the front left leg um, so yeah. mate it's, it's, it's everything speedo which is brilliant because obviously it's I'm a speedo athlete either, it? oh I wear speedo all the time I, so it's just what I know um, you know I don't have to have you know get a different suit and blank out the logo and all that stuff that you have to do when you wear you know, yeah. suit different to what you're offered. So would, um, ideal. would that be an issue for some people in terms of in the swimming team if they're if they're backed by a different brand? <laughs> are they do they have to wear they have to wear the team team England kit or 
as you're saying, are they blanking that out and then putting the Team England logo on something they, mm. they usually wear? So if, let's take like Ben Proud as an example, or no, let me think of, um, I don't know, if you had an arena athlete, for example, so they're sponsored by arena, so Peter used to be arena, he's now Speedo, but when he was arena, he would have to wear Speedo kit, like clothing, but mm. when it comes to goggles and suits, you get a thing called Freedom Choice, so you okay. can wear whatever you want. Um, so he would obviously wear Arena. This was back when he was still with Arena, but you'd have to blank out the logo. So yeah. you couldn't show the, the the Arena logo, but your cap would have to still be Speedo if, if okay. um, Team England or British Women or whoever are sponsored by Speedo. So that's where there's a slight change in the rule because right. some people you know, really don't like a certain brand. They much prefer another one. They're much more comfortable in that. So you have a freedom of choice for suits and goals, uh, and that's where it varies slightly, but everything else has to be has to be the kit that's the, okay. the, the sponsors yeah, that's, that's interesting to know because I guess when you're watching the race it's the, it's the hats that you're looking at for exactly for consistency rather than the trunks at, at the end of the day exactly. that sounds good but yeah so let's move on to a bit more Commonwealth Games chat I mean it's, it's an exciting one I think it's you mentioned before that maybe it's seen as a bit more of a, a fun games compared to, to the Olympics and Worlds maybe and obviously it's brilliant for, for fans and us that it's obviously hosted in Birmingham in the UK. Um, yeah. I wanted to run maybe a few questions by you and see how well you knew the Commonwealth um, in general, and then we'll, we'll move to some maybe some sport-based ones. Um, Absolutely, mate. So how many independent countries make up the Commonwealth? Got any idea on that one? I'm going to pitch it in at uh, 80, 90? It's not bad. It's 56, 56 independent countries. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I imagine it would have reduced over the year. I was going to say, does it, does it, well, some countries take a lot of pride in being part of the Commonwealth and some countries, mm. you know, have, have left recently. So um, it's interesting, but it is, it is cool seeing, uh, you know, some countries that you uh, might not normally see at, um, you know, a lot of the smaller countries, especially a lot of the island nations that you might not normally see at these major competitions. Yeah. And um, how many people in terms of billions do you reckon make up the Commonwealth? And it's probably worth adding that, yeah, it's only actually a voluntary association. So you okay. obviously you don't, you don't have to be in the Commonwealth. But as you yeah. say, these countries still feel that there's value in being in it. So yeah, how well, many people in billion? Thing is, you have India, which is, you know, a country of one point, what is it, 1.1 billion or something in itself. I'm going to mm. pitch in at 2 billion. Yeah, that's... that's, that's, that's... That's that's a bad effort. That's not a bad effort. It's two and a half, but okay. I guess in okay, the grand scheme that. of things, that's, that's not too far yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then finally, do you have any idea who the smallest nation is in the Commonwealth? Oh, uh, um, in terms of population, um, yeah, I think so. Let me go with the Cayman Islands. I guess not bad. It is uh, Nauru. They are uh, ah. they are a tiny nation. They're they're situated to the northeast of of Australia. Um, yeah, they've got a lovely flag though. They've got a nice white stripe um, on a blue flag with a nice, I think it's a yellow yeah. symbol. So keep an eye out for I them. Find, I find a lot of these like um, the island nations, the Caribbean nations. Their kit is always so like extravagant and different, and you know, interesting and exciting. Like you get a lot of like, a lot of like floral pattern, really bright colours. Which I always think is quite cool. I sometimes get a little bit jealous of some of those other countries' kit. Um, Because ours is very smart, but quite simple. Mm, It's a proper celebration for those nations, isn't it? Yeah, they've got just over 10,000 people as a population. Wow, that's tiny. I mean, Bath is like 
90,000. That's a pretty small town, in itself, yeah. isn't it? So uh, it's just so, it's just so interesting comparing the nations like that to obviously uh, your big players in in the history of the Commonwealth. So next question yeah. is, can you name the top three nations in terms of overall medals in the Commonwealth over its history? Um, I'm going to go with. Um, and England. I want I want the who you reckon would be first in as order. Well. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to say first place will be. Uh, is it going to go England, Australia? Canada yeah it's a good shout you've got the top three but actually Australia at the top there with um oh wow in terms of goals and overall they, they do kind of dominate us a little bit there are overall they've got 2.2 2.4 thousand 2,400 medals <laughs> we got 2,144 <laughs> and then oh. Canada are there 1,500 if I, if I can get my numbers out um, but, but yeah it's a big rivalry between us and Australia isn't it and I think that will be continued this week yeah especially in the pool as well mate they're so strong they're very very strong this is a big thing for them and you know you do get a lot of sports here that don't normally get a lot of coverage at some of the major meets um, one that springs to mind is lawn bowls I believe that's one of the sports that gets played at the Commonwealth Games um, I'm yet to meet a lawn bowl player but I've heard they are, they're, they're, they're a good time to be they're fair out and about yeah, yeah I've heard that and obviously it's in it's in Birmingham this year, um, so it'd be huge, huge for them. But I actually reckon Birmingham could be a good place for you to live because it's got over 100 miles of canals and you can actually get to 90% of the UK in under four hours. Wow. So in terms of you getting about and being able to swim in the canals, I reckon it uh, could be the new bath. That's tempting. That is tempting. So yeah, <laughs> let's, let's get it done. But yeah, in terms of your week then... So I yes. did touch on it last week, but what are you? What events are you actually swimming in this week? Just so people can can follow. So individuals, uh, hundred free, two hundred free, two hundred IM, uh, and then on top of that, I'll have a whole bunch of relays, hundred free, two hundred free. Uh, sorry, four by one and three, four by two and three, definite four by one medley, uh, four by one and freestyle mixed relay, four by one hundred medley mixed um, relay. You know, these are all. Um, You've actually got events. By them, but events coming up your ears. Oh, honestly, mate, it's going to be a um, busy, busy week of racing. Uh, but that's how we like it, because that's how you win a lot of medals. So uh, that should be exciting. Sure. I'm looking forward to getting stuck in. No, it's got to be done. I guess, have you got have you got any particular aims or what you want to get from the week? Obviously, you, I mean, you've probably got certain ones you're targeting. Is there anything like, like that? Yeah, well, obviously, the 203 is kind of my main event. And having won it uh, at the Olympics last year and then having a decent swim at Worlds. But then, obviously, there were no competitors like Duncan who's here racing for Scotland he wasn't at world champs so it'll be interesting going head to head with him the Aussies are strong as well um so mate that's going to be a really exciting race I believe you're coming up to watch that one yeah so um yeah I'm coming up with uh I could make heads um we're gonna make the journey up on Saturday a little bit of a nightmare with the train strikes I really Um, oh yeah we've been having a well you're in the bubble I guess maybe the the train strikes don't, don't make it but yeah they're striking today and i just I believe there's a strike on saturday so i think we're going to drive up um okay. and yeah just sorting out see where we're going to park and things like that but yeah we're there for the the evening session which i think would be should be great fun um get canal up, mate. yeah i think i think that'll be done um <laughs> or yeah we'll just we'll just swim it ourselves yeah, um, yeah but yeah we're also having a few internal discussions about what we're going to wear um if there's going to be okay. any any props or propaganda we're going to gonna bring with us um yeah but yeah we're we're seeing what we can do on that one so hopefully we'll um we'll come up with something half decent on on the night itself that's good stuff i'm excited 
But yeah, one one thing I'd be interested to know as well is how do you feed off the crowd in terms of are you sort of listening for people to get you cheated up or you you just in sort of your you tunnel vision and sort of like just if someone said something you probably wouldn't hear yeah. them or wouldn't take any notice of it. Is this you planning what you're going to? I, shout I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you kind of you can't <coughs> pardon me you can't not hear the crowd, um, especially when it's like <coughs> sorry. I went down the wrong way. Some more water. Um, you can't not hear the crowd, especially when um they're cheering for you. It's a home crowd. It's in that kind of small compact arena, so the acoustics are insane. And I don't listen to music. I just walk out, you know, just taking it all in. So uh, I think it's 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 unavoidable. It's really really exciting. And I've been in arenas where there've been you know ten thousand people. Yeah. And in in foreign countries, but. That still gets you fired up because it's just the atmosphere and the kind of the electricity in the air. It's it's, it's bouncing. My, my coach always says, you know, before I walk out, it's like, oh, it's absolutely, you know, going off in there. Like, feed on it. Make, you know, think as if it's for you and 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 use it as a source of, um, you know, excitement and and get your adrenaline going. So I think it's going to be even more so when it's just like, you know, thousands of people cheering for Team England. Yeah, uh, especially on the relays. Especially oh, on the relays. Yeah, I feel as though that would be a different kettle of fish. Especially at, oh, the, yeah, at the end of the meets when everyone can sort of let their hair down a little bit. Is it? Yeah. Do you know yeah. how what the capacity is? Is it? We're talking. I'm going to say five thousand. Okay. I'm going to say five thousand. That's where I'm going to pitch it. Um. Yeah. It'll, it'll be buzzing in there. But yeah, oh, let's yeah. um let's move it on to the freestyle section of pod. Um, really yes. excited for this. We've got, as I say, our first bit of sort of user of listener interaction, which is which is fantastic. And you've even managed to um secure a couple of messages and answers from from your teammates themselves so i don't know if you want to if we kick off kick off with them yeah yeah and and um these were just little snippets and obviously um to the listeners of um the weekly freestyle we are going to get guests on in the future that's something we're working on uh, in the background at the moment and it's something we're really really excited about doing it's definitely something we want to build on this is just a little snippet and um, me asking some of my teammates uh, a few questions um but we're we're working on it in the background uh getting some exciting guests on so keep your your ears out for for when that episode drops so yeah let's start with um your teammate and good good mate james guy see he's an olympic olympic and a world champion and the question we asked him was who was his his worst um but also his best roommate so let's see what uh, james had to say worst roommate is Colin jarvis as he scored like a troughing pig uh, best roommate is Mr. Petey, you know, as we've been sharing rooms for the last 10 years and you know, we've always got on very, very well with each other and he's turned out to be a really good friend. So there you go. There we go. Have you got, have you got any stuff. comments to make on that? That's have good you stuff. shared I, I, with Jarvis? Uh, I know. So this Callum Jarvis, he's one of the older guys on the team. Uh, he's been making teams for ages and they always put him in his own room because his snoring is that bad. Uh, and I think in the past they didn't put him on his own floor because it can be that loud and that disruptive. But uh, no, I expect, I expect him to uh, um, say PT, Jimmy and PT always room together when they go on trips uh, and they have done for, I mean, he's been making teams way longer than I've been making teams. So, you know, over a decade now, I'd say. Um, but uh, yeah, that sound about right. And I can vouch for the jar of snoring. It is a pain in the arse. Well, thank yeah, Thank goodness you've only got a single room to guess this time around. Luckily. Um, and then, yeah, second um, answer we've got comes from Freire Anderson, who's Olympic and European champion and also a good teammate and mate of yours. And the question we asked her is, if she had a free day uh, at the Commonwealth 
uh, which two sports would you watch and why? Let's see what Freya had to say. Right, if I had a free day, I would go and watch probably gymnastics and boxing. Boxing would be sick to watch. And the gymnastics, like, I've never seen anything like that in person. Uh, so I guess I'd go for those two. And, yeah, I feel like they're so different from swimming and they'd be really entertaining. So I would pick those boxing gymnastics. That's good stuff. That's good stuff from Freya. Um, I didn't know she was such a big... Uh boxing gymnastics fan uh, I guess they're so different to the the, the sports swimming and um, you know they're much more I don't know they're more visually entertaining I think when mm. you have a, a sport that's point based and it's almost like a performance I, bet, I guess they're both kind of performances um, they're, they're wildly different from the sport that we're used to or like a running or a you know like an athletics or a swimming um, kind of sport so both, uh, both uh, you have judges in both sports don't you because you're actually you, there's an opinion involved with the performance rather than just the time, isn't there? Yes, yes, absolutely. It's just like it's like diving. Uh, and I don't know whether I could do a sport like that, you know. Um, I think because it, it's so subjective as opposed to objective. I think I've got those the right way around. You know, with yeah. swimming, it's very black and white. With athletics, it's very black, black and right. white. It's who crosses that line first or touches that wall first. Yeah. Um, but in those kind of sports, um, you know, you're, oh. you're, you're waiting to see what another human says about your performance, um, which I think I might find quite tough. Um, but I guess they, they, they work out ways to, to um, work around that by having multiple judges um, and, uh, and kind of averaging out over what they all say. Uh, but no, that was a great bit of, uh, bit of insight from Freya. And um, who knows, maybe she could uh, be a guest on the pod in the future at some point. Indeed, no, that, that would be, that'd be really good. To, as, as you say, hopefully a few weeks down the line, um, yeah, we can try and get a few more sort of chats and discussions going on. But yeah, sort of moving on to um, listener questions. We had one from, from Mike coming on Instagram. Uh, he's actually listening from Down Under. Um, and similar to the, the question we had, had before, Mike's actually asked, if you could pick another Olympic sport to be a medalist in, which would you choose and why? It's a really interesting question. Uh, I've, always, I've always liked the look of... You know your, your your field events, your long jump, your you know your high jump, things like that. Pole vault. I think they're really, I don't know. I think they're they're really exciting sports. They're like a they're, they're a spectacle. Um, you know, swimming's great and everything like that. But I think when you have kind of a bunch of swimmers in a line, it's quite hard to gauge just how quick they're shifting. Um, but I think when you see a sport like high jump, you know, I, I see some of the high jump guys who train it. Um, a bath it's just insane what they're able to do and I think it's a cool sport that you could like take elsewhere like if you're on a basketball yeah. court you could be, like, <laughs> like a dunk and stuff like that so uh, I've always thought I'd be quite cool what about yourself mate, if you hadn't done running Ooh, well if, if I could if I could make it to um, an Olympic Games yeah I think obviously the running would be the one for me but uh, outside of that um... Liverpool forward surely <laughs> Uh, possibly I, I think the cycling is always a, a really interesting yeah. one to watch I think when you see the guys and girls sort of sprinting around when you see them in the pack I think it's the Omnium I feel as though that's the combination yeah. event but it, it's so potentially dangerous you see people getting wiped out and it's just it just yeah. seems like a bit of a free-for-all so to be able to master that from a tactics point of view mixed with the endurance there and then as I say there, there are so there are almost hundreds of people going around the track one time to, to come out on top would, yeah. be, would be such a great feeling yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we, yeah, we've also had an email come in from Lucy. She said she enjoyed 
the second pod- podcast, which is always a benefit. Um, but she she's also asked, um, this is similar to your your third leg comment. Do you think there's any scope for you to be dropping some some potential funny lines in post-race interviews or or anything like that in the in the week ahead? Um, <laughs> well, if, if she wants to get in touch with any uh, inspiration of the kind of lines you might want to hear in a post-race interview, then uh, I'll be definitely up for taking them on board. Uh, if you don't know, um, for the, uh, the the listeners out there, I did an interview last year um, after we won gold at the Olympics on the 4 by 200 meter freestyle relay, and I did an interview with Claire Balding. And she was complimenting one of the athletes on the team. Um, and she went with the line, uh, you, have n- you have a phenomenal third leg, um, <laughs> which can obviously be taken one of two who ways. She, who um, was she saying that to? Was that, um... so that was to Matt Richards, yeah, who swam, right. obviously, the third, the the fourth third leg. leg. Yeah, yeah, exactly, which kind of blew up and was getting posted all over everywhere. I think, I think the thing that really blew up was was your reaction and the fact that you obviously sat there. I remember you saying you'd had a bit of a long day and you're sat there. Yeah. If someone, if one of your mates sort of drops a line like that, you're obviously going to burst out laughing. But you're, yeah. you, I feel it was a BBC interview. You've got your kit on. You're just trying for the life of you to hold it in. And and I think your, your facial expression sort of tells all. So Gave it away a little bit. You've got to keep in mind, we just it. won. We just won the Olympics that morning. Right? We were Olympic champions that morning. I then had the longest day of media. It was like one in the morning in Tokyo. I was, I'd just finished my Olympic campaign. I was wiped out. And I was like, I think the, the professionalism started to slip slightly. But uh, no, that makes for a funny clip. You still get circulated every now and again. That's good. Maybe, maybe it'll make a return this week. Um, and then, yeah, finally looking at um, the listeners, um, Toby uh, on Instagram he sent me the maddest video. He's doing, he's, at the moment, he's doing the Pacific Crest Trail, um, which is, I believe it's across America. Um, and it's, I think it's 2,600 kilometers. So to put that in, in perspective, it's like walking up and down the UK three times. Um, wow. So he sent me this video. He was on the maddest ledge, um, sort of getting like, with a ridiculous view, saying that he listened to the podcast. And he actually mentioned that he reckoned he could rival your sort of calorie intake a day because obviously he's got <laughs> sort of like of plus each day. That's so that incredible. was really, really cool to see that. And obviously we wish Toby all the best and hopefully yep. TWF or the weekly freestyle um, can, can get him through that. Um, so yeah, really fantastic to have um, obviously the listeners getting involved. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much all, all for this episode. Um, obviously best of luck um, for the, week, uh, for the week ahead. Really looking forward to, to coming up on Saturday. Um, of course, drop us a follow on the Weekly Freestyle on Instagram, uh, the Weekly Freestyle at Outlook.com, email wise, uh, if you want to get involved with the show. Um, and yeah, as I say, really looking forward to the week uh, and all the best. And we're we're looking forward to a post commies episode next week. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we will be doing a post commies review, um, which should be really exciting. So I will be speaking to you guys next week once it's all done and dusted, which is a bit crazy to think uh, how close we are now. But no, keep the questions coming in, the suggestions. Um, we're up for any bits of information you can send our way it's really exciting and uh, we've got some pretty special ideas in the works but um, we will uh, catch up with you next week thanks guys